We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. And we're going to talk about, before we dive into the 49ers, we're going to talk about our favorite clothing brand, the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. And that is, you know them, you love them. Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com is the website, at SGLambchops on Instagram, Candlestick 20 promo code candlestick 20 for 20% off your order. And Chris, I got to tell you, I wore the shorts to your little shindig on Sunday and they're great for a shindig. Great for a shindig. I wore the <laughs> joggers last night at an impromptu date night. And uh, yeah, the joggers incredibly comfortable. Like they're the types of joggers that are like obviously comfortable sweatpants style, but also mm-hmm. like look nice. Like you don't look yes. like you're just wearing. Don't look like a wearing p- pajamas out like, yeah, like some schmuck like they, they're really, <laughs> really good looking, uh, really good looking joggers and um, super comfortable. And, you know, me, man, I love a zippered pocket. Give me zippered pockets you... on all my clothing. Can't can't ha- can't get enough of the zippered pockets like moth to a flame, man. You and zippered pockets. <laughs> Promo code is candlestick 20. The website is the website is sglambchops.com. They're on Instagram at sglambchops. Follow them today. Join the herd. Get 20% off your order right now. Go do that. Pause the podcast. Go order some clothes. We're also sponsored by Cooper's Brewing. And Chris, super exciting day on Tuesday. I got a little Instagram notification. And Cooper's Brewing has tagged me in a post. What? What is this? So I open it up and sure enough, it's a video of that Candlestick Chronicles getting canned up, baby. Yeah, we learned on uh well that you know there was there was chatter last week of the next there was buzz run. in the lobby. <laughs> there was buzz in the lobby, chatter last week of the next run of Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA coming. Um it is on the manufacturing floor. It is running through all the machines and gizmos over at over at Cooperage, and uh it's gonna be out, I believe, this week. We have our live event coming up. It's it's actually coming up kind of quick, September twenty really third. Saturday um we're gonna have guests it's gonna be a live show if you've been before you know what you know what it's all about get a little bit loose have some football conversation it's not going to be recorded because frankly they're just shoving beers at us the entire time and we don't want any of that stuff to be on the record it's obscene (laughs) no but it's a good time good guests good people good food people bring their dogs um it's free no tickets required and there will be a charity element which we're we're still going to nail down here so, um, yeah, come out to Cooperage September 23rd. This is the third year in a row we're having the event and the third year in a row they're making a Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA, which is delicious. And of course, most importantly, it's the third year in a row they're sponsoring the podcast and we very yeah. much appreciate it. Yeah. Shout out. Go to Cooperage Brewing. Go to cooperagebrewing.com right now. Go to beers in the top right corner. You can go to order now and you can order a case. They'll send it right to your front door. It's one day shipping. So even if you can't get Candlestick Chronicles right now, you should be able to later this week. But even if you can't get that right now, there's a ton of other delicious beer available there. Go order some. You won't regret it, no matter what you get. And then we will see you out at Cooper's Brewing in Santa Rosa on September 23rd. 
All right, Nick Bosa still doesn't have a contract as of recording time. Let's dive in. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Hey, you know what I was thinking? What's that? Well, I, th- I mean, I was thinking a lot of stuff, but I think if if somebody comes to our Cooperage event wearing Lamb Chop's clothing, I will buy them a beer. I mean, we should buy more than one beer. I mean, right? Like, we can get them a four if pack. You pull up, if you pull up in Lamb Chop's clothing, I'll Chris and I, <laughs> I don't want to put the onus just on me. <laughs> and so, Chris, I'm volunteering you. Chris yeah. and I will buy you a four pack of your choice from cooperage brewing or if there's like something on tap you just love and you want a crowler of it we got you there too yeah or just any any four pack right yeah i'm complicating it any four pack any four pack or the equivalent yeah yeah Yeah. so pull up pull up in some lamb chops gear we'll get you a four pack and he needs to be decked out in uh in candlestick chronicles sponsors but anyways nick bosa still doesn't have a contract and i said if it was not done by the the three week mark was on. I was going to get a little bit worried if it was not done by Labor Day. I was going to hit the panic button, and so the Niners practice Wednesday. Nick Bosa still doesn't have a contract, and the fascinating thing about this, and I really want to get to to your bit on this because I really think it's interesting. The fascinating part about all this Bosa stuff is typically there's a like a hard report on team and player are X amount of dollars away or there is a big rift between player and team or there's some reporting about there's nothing concrete. The Albert Breer report of $4 million apart was a speculation because Aaron Donald is at 32 and TJ Watt is at 28. And it was, Hey, maybe they're trying to bridge that $4 million gap. There's no firm reporting on where they're at. Yeah, Breer basically recanted that, saying he was just kind of throwing that out there. He hadn't heard that specifically. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network said, you know, he's expecting or if there's any there's any family or any group of individuals who would be willing to miss time during the regular season, it would be the Bosa family. Right. Um, Look, I think with all the discussion about, oh, how much is it average annual per year and all that stuff? Like, I think it, you know, the people who are pushing back on that idea saying it's about guarantees and triggers in the contract. That's far more likely to be correct, in my opinion. And look, you go back through throughout the history of the 49ers and their contract negotiations, really with high level players, mid level players. Um, typically, what they do, they guarantee a year or two of those contracts, right? But there are also a lot of triggers in those contracts that give the 49ers freedom to move on from a player, usually in early April, a couple weeks after the the new league year typically starts. And it allows the 49ers to survey the landscape, right? And then say, actually, we can get a better player or we should move on from this player. And they built in these outs to their contracts that basically take away the leverage that the players have. Right. If you remember in 2020, when George Kittle was getting a new contract, Mike Silver did some really good reporting uh, after the fact about those negotiations. And a key sticking point was that those triggers, those roster triggers for Kittle came out, basically came a year in advance. So instead of like, so his, his roster trigger in 2021 was for the 2022 season. So he basically knew every spring, okay, I'll be on this team for two more years with certainty and have and get the guaranteed money associated with those triggers, right? So mm-hmm. and and the way George Kittle and and the way George Kittle's agent Jack Becta talked about that, talked about that to Silver, it was, you know, the the Niners have this sort of standard operating procedure when it comes to these contracts, but I like Kittle needs security. Kittle plays a physical brand 
and he doesn't have to want to he he doesn't want to worry about um you know getting hurt and then the team just moving on right. and so i think there there has in my mind there has to be an element like the main element of these negotiations has to be surrounding that long-term security and those triggers in the contract where if you're Nick Bosa are you saying like i want I want the security of knowing two or three years out that I'm still getting paid no matter what. Cause you remember even going back to high school, Nick Bosa had a, has a major knee injury in high school before getting to Ohio state. Then he had the core muscle injury that prevented him from playing virtually all of his final season at Ohio state. Then he tore his ACL in 2020. So from Nick Bosa's perspective, given the position he plays, obviously in the trenches, it makes sense for him to want as much security as possible. So for the 49ers and you remember like i i found you know there's a there's a story um on 49ers web zone by our guy david bonilla um, he does a great job by the way shout yeah, out to go, going all the way back to 2019 there's an agent Dunhead doug hendrickson who used to represent jalen hurd maybe he still does i'm not sure but he, he called the niners contracts bs basically because of those triggers it was like the niners only do team-friendly deals and they really screw the players over with these triggers that allow them to move on from players every april right and and you can go back to they did it with malcolm smith right they had that in d ford's contract in weston richburg's contract and so you know they the 49ers have signed some deals that look like really bad deals, right? Like Malcolm Smith's, it was a five-year deal that he got. And everyone was like, what? Malcolm Smith, five years? It ended up right. being a one-year contract, essentially. Right. Because right. they had the outs. Um, same with Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon got hurt, but the Niners were like, no, we're out. And well, that was... One season. Remember, Jimmy Garoppolo, they could have gotten out after, I think, 2020. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. So, yeah. so I, if I were to guess, and again, this is just me speculating, but like based on the history all the signs are pointing to not like what the average annual salary is or whether or not he's going to get more than TJ Watt or whether or not he's going to get what's equivalent to Aaron Donald's money. My guess is it's all about those triggers and Nick Bosa's and his camp saying, no, we want security. We don't, you know, if I suffer a torn ACL, you know, and like the Niners decide to move on, they can't just cut him. Right. Out out of the blue. And like, obviously, Nick's a great player and that that might not happen. But like, if you're Nick Bosa and you have your injury history, you're you're a play away like any player in the NFL, but play away from their career ending. Like it, it doesn't happen often, but it's it's not completely out of the realm. Like one substantial injury could basically end a player's career or at least yeah. prevent them from having like a major injury could prevent Nick Bosa from ever having earning power beyond whatever he signs again whatever right. beyond his next right. contract so i think it's basically a clash of philosophies it's like the niners want maximum flexibility because they do this every year and to their credit like it makes a lot of sense to be able to obviously restructure all of your contracts because you give them so few guarantees early on and you have the ability to move on from players early in a lot of these contracts with those April triggers and the Niners have been able to manipulate the cap and have a lot of flexibility with all their good players because of the way a lot of these contracts are structured. And Nick Bosa is like, nah, I'm, I need security. Yeah. I need more security than what you offer other players um, because I'm worth it because I know I could get it from any other team. That's Nick Bosa's leverage, right? He can say, look, you don't, you don't want to give me this. Any other team in the league will give me this. He's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's not him requesting a trade, but that's how your value is only, de- your value is defined by what someone's willing to give you. So and... Nick Bosa can go get the contract he wants from any other team in the league, but where the stand still comes from, in my estimation, would be the Niners saying, we only do contracts this way. But they did make that exception for George Kittle, but I'm guessing there's a lot of similarities between where Bosa's at and what happened with Kittle in 2020. And Bosa is in a unique spot from a leverage standpoint because I don't think the 49ers can win the Super Bowl without him. I don't think, I think they can got, win in Pittsburgh kinda, without him. Well, I okay, spoiler alert. I don't think they're gonna win in Pittsburgh even with him, but that's a separate conversation. I I don't think they can win everything they've done this offseason has been about the Super Bowl. Everything. 
they cut Trey Lance or not cut. I'm sorry, traded Trey Lance in part because hey, you know what? He's just so, he is so far behind, and this team is so advanced that those two things are never going to line up. He's got to go. But now when they're negotiating with Nick Bosa, the concern is what does this look like in three or four years? That doesn't really track to me. And I think you've, you're hitting the nail on the head because there's so much talk about, about the the money aspect of this, right? Because TJ Watt set the market for, for edge rushers at about $28 million a year. And Aaron Donald reset the market for defensive linemen, defensive tackles at that three-year, $95 million fully guaranteed deal he signed. So just shy of 32. And the thought is, okay, well, the Niners want to give him defensive end money and he wants Aaron Donald money. I don't even think that's on the table. No, I think... I don't think... I, I, I'm i willing court, to bet if, the parameters are there. Yes. Like the overall yes, value and the average annual. I bet that stuff's figured out. I, right, because I... <laughs> I promise you, when Aaron Donald signed his three-year, $95 million fully guaranteed contract, the Niners didn't go, whew, glad we'll never have to pay him that. Like, that was not, they weren't planning to give him TJ Watt money. I I promise. And if they are, then that's malpractice. Because with a player like Aaron Donald, that's, that's setting the market for just dominant defensive players. Right. That, that, That goes beyond positional value. And for the 49ers, they know the value of this position. When they went to try and trade for Khalil Mack, John Lynch said they almost valued a game-wrecking edge rusher as much as they valued a quarterback. And, okay, great. That's fine. I don't necessarily disagree. But when you have one of those players then, you do whatever you can to keep him in the building. It's not... It's If it means losing George Kittle and or Eric Armstead and or somebody else online, like, so be it. Everybody compared to Nick Bosa, mo- most players, I don't want to say everybody, most players compared to Nick Bosa are replaceable. At least in the way the 49ers have have built their team. Yeah. I would put Nick Bosa, the importance of signing Nick Bosa well above, like, Oh well, we need to re-sign Talano Hufanga down the line, or oh, what what are we going to do at linebacker, or what are we going to do at corner, or you know, like I Nick Bosa plays in my like in my opinion the second most important position on the field, and you just need to get that guy, and when you have that guy, then you can fill in the gaps later, and if it costs you some of your young players who are coming up, look, that's what the draft is for, that's what the league is about, you it it. The league and, you know, whether this is fair or not or whether this is good or bad, the league is hard capped, right? Yes. You cannot just keep paying players like no matter how good you are at drafting, you cannot. The the, the structure of the salary cap is designed to allow parity in the league, which means you can only play a certain amount of you can only pay a certain amount of good players. The 49ers are up against that threshold. And mm-hmm. I would say Nick Bosa is way important. If Nick Bosa's A1, he, getting that A1 guy is way more important than your B and C guys. Yes, right? Like I, and I and agree. so that's that's why you have to like sign Nick Bosa and kick the can down the road because like you said, everything they've done this offseason is about winning the Super Bowl and there's mm-hmm. no way they're winning the Super Bowl this year without Nick Bosa. And so you yes. just you just need to pay him and if you're in sal- quote unquote salary cap hell in a couple years because you gave Nick Bosa this contract, you're not really going to have any regrets if it if you end up with a Super Bowl or two. That's just it. And that's that's the the I don't want to say the issue because I, I think that's a real thing is, you know, avoiding salary cap hell, quote unquote. But when you have a team that's as good as this Niners roster and you're paying this many guys it's really hard not to wind up there at some point. And if you spend so much time trying to thread the needle to make sure you're not in salary cap hell in four years, then you're going to miss out on opportunities to quote unquote, go all in over a year or two or three stretch. And not that, not that I think the 49ers are necessarily sitting there going, 
you know what? We just can't pay Nick Bosa because what about two years from now? I think it's more about the if 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 here if you could guarantee the 49ers, hey, every player on the roster and every free agent is going to look at this as an outlier deal and understand that you don't typically do contracts this way. The Niners would have it done and they'd agree to whatever. But the problem is, is they're looking at Dre Greenlaw's got a contract coming up potentially. Well, he he does. And they might be interested in re-signing him. Brandon Ayuk's coming up this offseason. And if they immediately give this deal to Bosa with all these triggers you're talking about, Brandon Ayuk's going to go, all right, that's the starting point. Like That's the style of deal I want. And that's where the dominoes kind of start to fall. And I I I get it, but also tough shit. Like <laughs> it's I, I don't know how you I, I I like I said, I get it a little bit, but I don't know how you justify potentially not having Nick Bosa on the field. Yeah. And saying I, you're I'm serious you. about winning a Super Bowl. I'm with you. And like you get it done and then deal with everything else later. And like that's that's just where you're at. And I think, you know, there are enough ways to, and look too, like, I guess one, one thing they're, they're, they're juggling is the idea of precedent, mm-hmm. right? Like if they completely change up the way, because like to their credit, they've done a good job with their contracts. They've all been relatively team friendly contracts. All their biggest right. deals with the exception of the money going out the door has been have been mostly team friendly in terms of the way they're structured. Like the 49ers have gone a long time without having without really having like to deal with cap hell, so to speak. Even the D Ford contract wouldn't have been that bad if they didn't restructure it twice. Yeah. They'd be out of it by now if they hadn't kicked the can down the road two years in a row. Right. But that and, and that's the thing. They want the flexibility to continue restructuring, but it's just it's the reality of the NFL. Like you have a run where you pay a bunch of guys and then you pay for it on the back end with these restructures. And I mean, ultimately, yeah, the 49ers would love to have more flexibility in three or four years, but you know what? Like that's three or four years from now, mm-hmm. <laughs> like your window, your window is open now. And Brock Purdy is only going to be on this contract for two more years after this one. And maybe mm-hmm. if he's still the starter after 2023, he's holding out for a new contract when he's first yeah. eligible, right? Because, yep. you know, if you're Brock Purdy and you and you play like he did last year and say you get either the 49ers a Super Bowl or close to it and you prove to be a winning player, then you're like, no, I'm not I'm not playing for 900K in 2025 yeah. when I could be making, you know, $45 million a year or whatever it's going to mm-hmm. be for quarterbacks by then. But these are all problems for another day. Like, that's you, just it dude you got you got to pay nick bosa and if it costs you eric armstead down the road or george kittle down the road or you know fred warner or whoever then like you, you deal with that when the time comes and you hope that you're good enough at drafting players that you can draft them you, you can draft replacements who are cheap mm-hmm. and 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 keep it moving because and like that's you know that's what bill belichick's done right like there are a lot of iterations of the Patriots during their dynasty. Yeah. Tom Brady. They, they turned over a lot of their roster. They had Tom Brady, but they also like, they had a bunch of different coaches, a bunch of different players on defense, like different position coaches and things of that ilk. Yes. And they had like, they play, they had to change up the way they played football. Like when they first, when Tom Brady first got there, there were a defensive minded team and Tom Brady was kind of a game manager type quarterback. And then they evolved into the best offensive team, maybe in the modern era with Brady and Randy Moss when yeah. they went 16 and 0 in the regular season. So like the, it's going to be up to the Niners at some point to adjust the way they play and go through a cycle of players. And like, that's just going to happen. Like George Kittle's not going to be on the team for 10 years. Fred Warner's not going to be on the team for 10 more years. Like the, these guys are eventually going to age out. And you're going to have to move on and make some tough decisions. And you might even have to trade some of these dudes for draft picks to help replenish the roster in a much more economic way. And that's just the reality of it. That's going to happen whether you resign Nick Bosa or not. So just, you know, it's just bite the bullet and get, get the dude in there so you can go win a Super Bowl this year. And maybe it happens. Give yourself a chance. Yeah. We're recording Tuesday night. 
maybe Nick Bosa signs Wednesday morning. Maybe say, he's there's out there like, practicing. So there's just... a non-zero chance that Schefter breaks this at like 9:30 tonight. Yeah. It's 6:15 p.m. on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. No, I <laughs> possible. The pro I know I know that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are sitting there going, Oh, what do the fans think? But on some level, that's that matters eventually. And losing in playoff games does not saying saying after you lose a playoff game, yeah, but check out how set the 49ers are in two years. Check out their cap situation in 2027. Like that just doesn't play. That just doesn't fly. And so when you're signing Javon Hargrave and you're talking about urgency to win and they have to win a Super Bowl now and this core group of players, they know the window's closing. This is not like great. Then what the hell? Did the urgency stop? Are they under a delusion that they're going to go in and just start being awesome on defense with Cleveland Furl and Drake Jackson? I mean, maybe they would, but I, I'm not betting on that. I don't know how you could. It, yeah, you were hoping that one of those guys had a nice breakout year opposite of Nick Bosa. With no Nick Bosa, you're hoping that one of them takes a monumental leap and becomes a borderline pro bowler while the other one also takes a significant step. I've pointed it out a number of times, like here and other places, but that Atlanta game last year that Nick Bosa missed is is like etched in my brain dude big time for forever as like a game that really proved Nick Bosa's value to the defense i agree and it's not even necessarily about the pass rush the falcons were just relentlessly running at the edges mhm <laughs> and the niners gave up 168 yards on the ground over 40 carries mhm and the falcons won by 14 points the 7 and 10 falcons won beat the niners who went to the NFC Championship game by 14 points. Basically, and a game that wasn't even that ass. close. Kicked their ass. Yeah. And yeah, it was a, it was the second week of like the long Greenbrier trip and all that, but still, like, it just speaks to Nick Bosa's value because, like, I've said it a number of times, but I just think his ability to set the edges and be a really good run defender is underrated. We always talk about the past, but like you're not running to Nick Bosa's side too often and having success. Like that's just not a thing that really happens. He's such a well-rounded and complete player. And the 49ers system is defensively is so predicated on winning on the edges that he's yeah. just a supremely valuable player beyond the positional value beyond defensive player of the year. Yep. Like the Niners scheme is predicated on dominating the edges. Yep. Full stop. You play a wide yep. nine. You have to control the edges, funnel everything inside, and let your linebackers clean everything up. That's just how yeah. it works. And so it's it's just imperative to get in there because, to your point, and a point we've talked about a lot this offseason, is like they just don't have a ton of depth that you feel great about at defensive end. And like as good as the linebackers are and as good as Charverius Ward is, and as good as your interior guys are, like you could have real problems on this defense if your edge play is not what you need it to be. Right. Yeah, that's that's why I'm baffled because they've built their team as this dominant defensive unit, right? The defense is going to be so dominant that it's going to lower the bar for their quarterback play. All right, fine. That's, that's fair. But the way they're going to do that is they're going to build it front to back. And the tip of that spear is going to be Nick Bosa. And now you're just removing that for contract triggers and guarantees. Nah, man, I don't. Unless the only, the only thing, and I, I'll never fault a player for trying to get money, but the only way I would see the Niners that I could side with the Niners and really see their perspective is if Nick Bosa came to the table and was like, I need 40. And I need super guarantees and all this stuff. Like, okay, what? Sure. 
I mean, like, I, want could, fi- both... I want five and 200 fully guaranteed. Okay. Yeah. That's probably outrageous. I mean, it but... could be a situation where Bose is like, I need, I need four years fully guaranteed. Yeah. Yes. Donald got three fully out. guaranteed in his third. What's that? His third contract. Mm-hmm. Third or fourth contract. Yeah. They basically had to, they, <laughs> the Rams had to pay him to not retire from what I understand. <laughs> yeah. So if if there's a scenario where it's like that, then like okay, you could you could see why it would be a stalemate. But it could also be something where like both sides we're just gonna kind of wait until week one and then on Wednesday or Thursday, they're just like, All right, week one's here, each side concedes a little bit, and then it gets done. But I don't know, man. I, I also wouldn't count on Nick Bosa's side conceding anything really. Yeah, why would he? He hasn't he he can hold out to week thirteen. Nick Bosa is going to have an awesome career and still no matter a what. Season. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. He has leverage because he's going to have an awesome career no matter what. 49ers are trying to win a Super Bowl this year. It's it becomes much more difficult for them to be successful in their goal without Nick Bosa. Whereas Nick Bosa is going to be successful sort of no matter what. I'm going to go through all the 49ers games between weeks one and thirteen. That. I think they would lose without Nick Bosa. Okay. This is my way too early prediction for games the 49ers will lose without Nick Bosa. One. Week one at Steelers. Yeah. Week three, home against the Giants on a Thursday night. Yeah, I think that becomes I think that's tough. Dallas at Cleveland at Minnesota, home Cincy at Jags. They're gonna beat the Bucks. At Seahawks, at Philly. Like these are all the Phillies week 13. Like these are all really, really tough games on their schedule that you now remove the their best defensive player from it. It's like, man, I don't know how good I feel about them winning that game. I think Nick Bosa is their most indispensable player. Yeah, I, I, I would I might I might argue Trent Williams, but I I if you told me Kyle Shanahan coached around Trent Williams' absence, I think I would believe that more than Steve Wilkes got Cleland Furl and Drake Jackson to 15 combined sacks. Yeah, there's a world where, and we've seen it before, right? Remember in 2019 when Joe Staley and Mike McGlinchey were out? Yeah. They had no starting tackles and they went and beat the Rams' ass in L.A. With yeah, like... Justin School and... Dan Brunskill. Yeah, and they were basically, I mean, everything was out oh, of the Oh, no use check, too. Yeah, playing playing tight end. It was Ross Dwelly playing yeah. fullback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, And it was quick passes, play action rollouts, screens. Like, you can fit, you can, like, on a week-to-week basis, you can finagle a way to, to like, play without your top tier tackle it's not going to work over prolonged sample probably yeah but in terms of like dudes that you just can't replace like there's no there's no scheme secret to me to like not having your best pass rusher you can sort of create a scheme or a game plan to to work around not having your star left tackle for a week or two right in my opinion that's why i think he's he's so indispensable Hey, y'all, this is Kyle Madsen with Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers pod. And there are so many reasons I'm excited for this NFL season, both 49ers and league-wide. But I I honestly think the thing I'm most excited for is I'm diving into daily fantasy sports, baby, with prize picks. I get to test my skills on a week-to-week basis with prize picks this football season. It's the best way to play daily fantasy sports. I've, I've dug into... Other daily fantasy sports with with pros and sharks, and there's thousands of people playing. But with prize picks, it's two steps. You pick more or less than on between two and six player stat projections, and then you pile up your winnings. That's it. It's two steps. And I am so looking forward to doing this with you each and every week. It's super simple to play. That's the other thing is I don't want all the complicated. I don't, I don't, I'm out. Like I said, I've I've tried to dive in, uh, and and I don't know why I haven't gotten to prize picks sooner because it's simple, it's easy, very straightforward. I can make my picks, I submit my entry, it's done in less than sixty seconds, and 
I'm telling you this year with the 49ers, and I'll, I'll venture out to non-49ers for sure, but I'm I'm looking at a lot of Brandon Ayuk more than stats this year. I'm looking at a lot. Of, I think I'm going to go Brock Purdy more than quite a bit this year, y'all. And I know that might sound counterintuitive, Niners running team, but I really like Brock Purdy to go more than on on plenty of his stats this year. So it's quick withdrawals. It's easy gameplay. So many players to choose from. So many stat types. And that's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. I'm honestly so stoked to dive into this. I'm going to be posting my picks on on social media. I know Chris is going to be doing the same. So please make sure to join us and you can do so by going to prizepicks.com slash candlestick and use code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash candlestick. The promo code is candlestick and that's for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. I can't wait, man. Let's go. Hey, it's your friends Kyle and Chris here with SG Lamb Chops, our homies, and our favorite fashion brand. Check them out at sglambchops.com. Go to Instagram and follow them at SG Lamb Chops. What's that? That's a Minnesota-based fashion brand. They were founded in 2012, and they emphasize attention to detail and premium quality, and that's reflected in the Lamb Chops brand Cleaver logo. It's so sick. It's such a sick logo. It's just a really clean, just a cleaver. And it's a custom cut and fit for every single piece. Chris, you and I both have a closet full of this stuff. And I've yet to have something from them that I don't like. I think the emphasis is definitely on quality and comfort. And we talked about it before, but we live in an era where comfort is really at the forefront when it comes to clothing. And with all these athleisure brands, very few of them are fashionable. But Lamb Chops takes all that comfort and that quality that you need, and they happen to make very fashionable items. Also, you can get just very comfortable mesh shorts with pockets. We all love those, but they can look a little bit boring sometimes. You can get some leopard print. You can get some inverted leopard print. So the inverted leopard print looks kind of cool. It looks almost like a dark camo. Well, you can get That's regular it. leopard print if you want to stand out a little bit. Um, you and I have both rocked the various animal prints. They're not even animal prints, but they're just you can get shorts with orcas and wolves and lions, mm. favorite animals. Um, you can get basic sweat shorts. Um, everything's just super comfortable, super premium and super stylish. And I think that's that's just a great combo for for any clothing brand. But Lamb Chops really stands out among the rest for that. And uh, that's one of the reasons why we love working with them. Lamb Chops is leading the herd with original and high quality clothing. They offer one of a kind clothing options from unique statement pieces to your everyday essentials. So join the group that's leading the herd, SG Lamb Chops. That's sglambchops.com and on Instagram at SG. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed lamb chops follow them right now okay so i is it ironic that the niners are opening against the steelers and tj watt is that irony i never know coincidence coincidentally yeah i think that's better i think people typically say ironically when they mean coincidentally yeah coincidentally the 49ers open their season against tj watt and the steelers 
if you remember, TJ Watt did a hold in and signed his contract, his extension in 2021, one day before the season started. Yeah. It just pulled up and was like, all right, fine. I'm ready. Let's go. Suit up. And then he played. Oh, I closed the window. It was 65 snaps. 69 snaps. Nice. Played 69 snaps and wound up being the defensive player of the year that year and leading the league in sacks. He had 22 sacks. So you and I have talked a little bit about the worry of Nick Bosa taking all this, the entire preseason and all of training camp off. And what does that look like from a football standpoint when he comes back? TJ Watt's season indicates he'd be fine. The difference is, I guess to me, is TJ Watt held in. He didn't hold out. And so I don't know what kind of effect that has on readiness. Yeah, I don't really either. Because TJ Watt, his hold in, he was in the facility, going to meetings, was around the team. He just wasn't participating in practice until he got the contract. Um, So Bosa has been away, presumably. I mean, I would assume he's been in Florida working out. So, I mean, I wonder, or or maybe he's, I mean, we don't know where he is. Maybe he's in the Bay Area. So we could just like go to practice because it would be like if he signed, say if they agreed to terms, it's Tuesday, Tuesday night, then he's on the plane either late Tuesday or overnight. Like, is he practicing Wednesday, like in full capacity? Hmm. But the point, like, I, I do wonder... I mean, TJ Watt playing 69 snaps. Maybe Bosa's just that, like, that kind of dude. And I kind of wonder like, if that's if that's part of the reason the 49ers have slow played this so much. Is because they know they can call him tonight and go, all right, be here for practice. And he'll pull up and be ready to go. Yeah. I, I don't know. I it's just, a, I don't think, I don't think there's anything... And I would never obviously hear this from them, but if I was sitting down with John Lynch and company, I'm not sure there's anything they could tell me that would make this make sense from their standpoint. Outside of him asking for five years and 200 million fully guaranteed. (laughs) In which case, okay, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, maybe. It's it's hard to say. Everyone's been really tight-lipped. Like you said earlier, there hasn't been any solid reporting on on any of this like here's <laughs> can we talk about that for a second yeah the report at the beginning of camp nick bosa didn't report he is not going to play football until he has a new contract that's the same report the calendar has just changed <laughs> so when ian rapaport says unless a, there's a significant breakthrough Nick Bosa won't be on the field week one. Like, thanks, rap. We've been there. We know that. Yes, correct. That you could have said that at the beginning of camp, unless there's a significant breakthrough. Nick Bosa is not going to return for camp. Yeah, that's just nothing new. Nothing, nothing coming out of it. Yeah, it's funny. We, we just live, we live in this social media culture where every little tidbit from people who do break news is taken and aggregated right you know like nothing changing is is news i guess if yeah, somebody if somebody who no we, right if somebody <laughs> if somebody plugged in says something even if it's to the effect of yeah there's no news that's news yeah and it is exhausting Bosa, if you're bosa's agent you obviously want him to get this deal from the niners and so you're going to tell ian rapport yeah, he's he's going to sit out unless there's a significant, you know, unless something significant happens. And that makes it look like the Niners are sitting there like, no, we, we don't want to pay him. Right. At least that's how I read that. Yeah. I'm wondering. I mean, it, it's tough. We're all just kind of sitting, sitting here waiting for it to happen. It can go a couple different ways. It can go, he's unsigned by Friday, Saturday, and then it's like, wow, Nick is really going to miss this game. And then it becomes a major issue. Yeah. Because if you lose the game, 
without Nick Bosa in uniform, you wonder if there's going to be, if we're going to get to a point where the players are like, man, we got like, we need this guy. Yeah. Do they get pissed at the front office. Do, does the coaching step, does Kyle Shanahan say, look, I don't care about triggers in 2026. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like, Kyle, we Shanahan, need... Kyle Shanahan has definitely gotten involved by now. Right. Oh, I'm sure he's the most, he's the guy he's like, in terms of decision-making power, I think Shanahan has more sway than anybody in the building. Sure. Even more than Jed. So if Shanahan's like, no, sorry, Parag, sorry, Jed, we're getting this done now, I think the deal probably gets done. But because it is still Tuesday and there's still, you know, there's still time, then maybe then maybe he's he doesn't have his foot on, on the gas pedal on that quite yet. But it could also be, yeah, Nick Bosa signed on Friday or signed Thursday night, came to walk through Friday, plays 50 snaps on Sunday and has a sack and a half and looks awesome. And would, just that, like, would that oh. surprise you? None of it would surprise me, I don't think. Yeah, me neither. I, the only thing that would surprise me is Nick Bosa not being on the field. Only because I wouldn't be able to wrap my mind around the 49ers letting it get that far. Yeah. I think the only thing that would surprise me because I do believe in the idea of like Nick Bosa's camp being a little bit different than just about everybody else. The only thing that would surprise me is like Nick Bosa's here, but man, is he out of shape? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Worst shape here. of his life. Nick Bosa's here, but he's sucking wind. He's uh, <laughs> he played 15 snaps only on third down and was not anywhere near himself. Nick Bosa's here and he is useless. <laughs> Is Nick Bosa washed? <laughs> um, that would that would be the only thing that's surprising. But again, like, and that's the thing that's going to be interesting to see too. It's like if he does report, what type of shape is he in? And like, do you feel comfortable playing him the TJ Watt sixty nine snaps, or is it just like, yeah, we just kind of worked him in? Because you remember, like, twenty twenty. And all the injuries the 49ers dealt with, a lot of them were just like kind of cascading, right? Like they were like George, like Debo Samuel just didn't have a training camp, never really got in shape, got injured and then re-injured himself because he never really got in shape. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Debo and Nick Bosa are entirely different when it comes to your level of trust on like having having your guy in shape in the off season. Mm-hmm. But, and it's happened with George Kittle too, where it's like one injury leads to another and one tiny little hamstring tweak for Nick Bosa could turn into like a six week thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's not a hundred percent. Does he try to play through it? Oh, we played through it when you shouldn't have. And now he aggravated the injury. You know, now it's worse than it was before. And like, he wasn't a hundred percent to begin with, but now he has to miss three more weeks. There's that type of stuff that you have to worry about too. Yeah. It's not a one-to-one comparison because 2019 a Nick Bosa was a rookie and B was coming off an injury in camp. But that week one, he played 38 snaps. Yeah. Which is just over half of their defensive snaps. Do you remember when he got shook and whiffed on Jameis Winston? Jameis, yes. His welcome to the NFL moment. <laughs> That was a tough look. That was funny. NT4 had a strip sack in that game. Quan Alexander got Moore a j- played 100% of the snaps. I think it was... A, oh, that was corner. 2019? Yeah, he was playing yeah. corner. No. Uh, check that. No, he was definitely playing safety. Yeah, he was playing safety. He's Jimmy listed Ford as was hurt, I believe. That tracks. Quan Alexander yeah. got ejected. Yeah. Early for leading leading with yep. his helmet against his former team. Yep. That happened. Yeah. Twenty snaps into the game. That Mark was... and Zacha. Mark and Zacha. Block punt. In. No, he stepped in in that one. I think he had a pick. He had a pick, pick and a block punt, I believe. Damn. What a do game. Mem- do you remember Mark and, Mark and Zacha getting Hell all those pro- votes from Germany? Yeah. The Zaza <laughs> yeah. Pachulia. 
the Andrew Wiggins when one of the guys from BTS <laughs> tweeted out his All Star vote link. <laughs> that was sick. Shout out to K-pop, man. Who who's gonna be that guy in the Niners this year who some foreign celebrity tweets about and gets him to the Pro Bowl? Ooh. Let's see. D Winters. Okay. And it's gonna be like Taylor Swift because of something that happens at TCU. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor Swift's gonna you're... Your prediction is Taylor Swift's going to tweet about D Winters or say something about D Winters? Yeah, because the cruel summer is over. <laughs> she had a um I've been I've been very locked into everything Taylor Swift. You recently, really have for for reasons listeners. And I love can... it for you. No, I love it for you. <laughs> for, this is great. You can, people can probably figure out why. Branching but, out, branching out on in your music taste as an adult is the right. Well, one. yeah, it's been it's been almost a requirement, um, given the company I keep these days. But she she's extreme. What I've learned is she's extremely calculated in like everything she does when it comes to messaging, and like yeah. she'll respond to people on Instagram, and like see, people think she's like secretly posting shit to Reddit. Right, and like all of this stuff. If Taylor Swift somehow gassed up D winners to the point of like leading <laughs> Pro Bowl votes because he like blocked a punt or something, that would be <laughs> that would be an all time thing. And if anybody's if anybody missed it, Chris is super dialed in to Taylor Swift because he's hanging out with my buddy Nate Lee, who is also <laughs> big into Taylor Swift. <laughs> My feet, my fiance Leanne is uh, su- super into Taylor Swift. Don't call them Swifties. <laughs> yeah, but um, what if somebody was at the Taylor Swift concert and they're like, "Actually, you know what? I'm not really into her music. I just love friendship bracelets." Maybe. I'm a friend. I'm a friendship bracelet baron. I paid two thousand dollars for these tickets in the third <laughs> deck, so I can snag some friendship bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> Score. Today's haul. <laughs> Copped. See you tomorrow, Chicago. Yeah. Talk um, soon. Talk soon. You have any more on the Nick Bosa stuff? I don't. I think they're hosed if he doesn't play week one. I think they're going to have a hard time beating the Steelers regardless, and we'll talk about that later on this week. But, yeah, I don't. There the The hard part is there's just nothing out there. And I think you're probably hitting the nail on the head with what's going on. Yeah. So, and if that's the case, then the deals are on the table and one side's going to blink first. Um, Jake, not Nick Moody back at practice this week. Big time. Kicking the ball. He did. They the Niners had a light practice on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, it would appear all systems are go. I was asked on the radio, by the way, are we, we are officially competing Dude, you and I on, have beef. on the on the Sacramento sports radio airwaves and streamers. Yeah. Um, I have a weekly hit at eleven o'clock on the rival station <laughs> to at for to your show. What day? Opposite uh, Tuesdays. Oh, on Tuesdays boy. at eleven, and your show runs from ten, 10 to noon. Ten to on noon. The, so on ESPN thirteen twenty. So if you see a substantial dip in your in your numbers i was wondering right why that midway happened through today. your show i was now stunned. you know why <laughs> people were gone for like 20 minutes and then they just came right back it was yeah. nuts. it was more like 15 but you know <laughs> <laughs> but no it's yeah, uh probably, but... i like we got to lean into the fact that we're like heavy competitors at the midday midday tuesday for sacramento airwaves like we i think we should lean into this and like start a rivalry Nobody, there's no bigger beef at a mid-market midday radio station than Chris and I. <laughs> so today was your first show. How was it? Great. It was really good. Nick right. Bosa gave us a lot of content. That's Team good. USA steamrolled Italy. That was fun. Is Team That's USA team... for real? Did the Kings make a mistake trading Tyrese Halliburton? Mm. That wasn't what we talked about. We did talk about Tyrese Halliburton. 
that makes sense. Yeah, man. Um, I'm not giving you away any more secrets. Okay, fun. Yeah, I'm gonna send you some nasty tweets. On- <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if we like convince people on Twitter that we're actually beefing, like people who don't listen to the pod regularly. Like, wait, just what eleven, that- just eleven o'clock on Tuesday. I'm gonna tweet at you a photo of me doing double birds. <laughs> Hey man, yeah. hope we get some laryngitis. Yeah, I'll do a screenshot of me and Chris Watkins and Whitey Gleason, just like firing <laughs> them back. <laughs> and just screenshots. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, George Kittle, unrelated to this, but George Kittle dealing with a uh groin injury. Yeah. Adductor or abductor, one of the ductors. Mm-hmm. Um he was seen sprinting on Monday. Uh, I will know more obviously on Wednesday when we get an a- official practice report. That's the first day the 49ers are required this yeah. year to give out an injury report. Is there a doctor in the house? Ooh, nice. Nice. Um, do you think he plays? Doctor? I barely know her. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think he's playing. You think he's playing? Yeah, he's sprinting on it. Doing the sprints is not light jogging, doing sprinting. That Monday practice is an extra practice. It was a light day. You're not going to risk George Kittle re-injuring himself. Yeah. Maybe he's limited or like doesn't practice Wednesday, limited Thursday, Friday, and then play Sunday. I'm I'm not worried unless he's listed as like a non-participant all week. Yeah. Who else? Talano Hufunga? Sounds like he's a go. He practiced. Trey Greenlaw. He also practiced. Jake Moody is honestly the one I'm really interested in. Just tough it out, man. They use a third round pick on you. Like, tough it out. Make the kicks. I've been like, grinding they... Matthew Wright tape. That's the kicker they signed to the practice squad. But, like, do you agree with me on this? That, like, if Jake Moody can't go week one because he has like a sore leg don't you think some some of the players in the locker room will start to look at him sideways yes a little bit yes yeah it's kind of where i'm at like bro your leg better be like falling off you better need surgery if you're gonna miss time as a kicker yeah i think that one draft i don't don't know for sure i don't but that would make sense to me yeah actually i don't agree with anything you say because of the radio station you appear on (laughs) I think everything you say is stupid. Fair. <laughs> um, no, he should he should play. I agree. Okay, I have nothing else to say on this. Okay, so we're gonna have a podcast out on Friday. Start streaming video on Sunday, huh? Yeah, we're gonna do some video streaming Sunday after the game, and then Live next week on the YouTube next week. Yeah, next week we'll get back to to three shows a week, and we'll be bopping all over YouTube and doing that. YouTube and whatever other streaming platforms we decide to to set up. Starting with YouTube. YouTube's sure. the, the one, yeah. yeah. But there's software that allows us to do it right away. Maybe Facebook? Yeah, a little Facebook, a little Twitter action. We'll start a Facebook page and maybe stream some video there. Do we have to pay? I feel like we have to pay money to stream video on Twitter. Or X, uh, whatever it's called. Is that right? I don't know. Maybe. I have no idea. I don't know. I did get uh speaking of X, I did get in a in an Uber or a Lyft last night. That was a Tesla. Oh yeah? Teslas are a little different, man. Oh no doubt. No doubt. A little different. Kinda want one. They're pretty dope. Not a huge Elon guy, but man, this company makes some sweet cars. Yeah, it does. Why he went away, why why he decided to buy a social media platform beyond me, but whatever. I honestly, I don't, I don't judge because I don't know what I would do with that amount of money. I genuinely have no idea how I would act. I would enjoy my life and just like, I would work Mm -hmm. less. I wouldn't buy stuff that causes me to work more and like have anxiety. Okay, that's fair. I would like hire a really good golf coach. Sure. <laughs> and like go live somewhere where there's like a beach close by and a golf course close by and 
enjoy my $4 billion or whatever he spent. Hell yeah, brother. We're Rich guy go. takes from the non the non rich people. Subscribe, rate, review to Candlestick Chronicles wherever you get your podcast. See you out of Cooperage in your lamb shops gear on September 23rd. And make sure you listen to Sacktown Sports 1140 on Tuesdays at 11 and no other sports radio or Sacramento area. Or, you know what? I'm going to make it easier for you. You can listen to 1320, youtube.com slash ESPN 1320, five days a week, 10 to noon. And you don't have to worry about what day is it, what time is it. It's 10 to noon, <laughs> Monday through Friday. Just lock in, dog. See you, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.